1: yesterday we were introduced to Hezekiah, the king of the southern kingdom, Judah. He is a righteous king, one of the few righteous kings in the southern kingdom. And he's bringing all these reforms and helping the people turn back to the Lord. And today we're going to look at Hezekiah a little bit more through a confrontation that he has with an enemy king, Sennacherib from Assyria. We're in chapter 18, verse 28, and we're going to go through 19. Then the Rabshakeh, stood and called in a loud voice in the language of Judah. The Rabshakeh, by the way, is the spokesperson for the king of Assyria. Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me. And do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying the Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the other nations ever delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? So right now, this spokesman for the king is basically saying, hey, people of Judah, you've got no shot. Don't listen to your king Hezekiah when he says the Lord's going to deliver you because he's not going to. No other land, no other nation has been delivered from the king of Assyria and you're not going to either. So obviously Hezekiah is intimidated Uh, We are introduced in chapter 19 to Isaiah, one of the prophets of God, and he reassures Hezekiah by letting him know that God has a plan to put a rumor in Sennacherib's mind that will get him to change his tactic and turn around. And when he turns around and heads back the other way, he's going to be killed along with a bunch of people in his army and Judah will be delivered. But then Sennacherib kind of taunts him some more and says, you don't want to listen to this. And we defeat every other nation. And so you're going to go down too. And there's some letters going back and forth. And so in chapter 19, verse 14, Hezekiah receives a letter from the hand of the messengers and reads it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord. He spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord. This is a great prayer, guys. Oh, Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim. You are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see, and hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste to nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands of wood and stone, Therefore, they were destroyed. So now, O Lord God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. So Hezekiah is pleading with God, and he wants God to make his name known among the nations by helping them be delivered from Sennacherib. Isaiah gives a great prophecy about what's going to happen to Sennacherib, and later in that prophecy, verse 32 of chapter 19, This is what Isaiah says to Hezekiah. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city or shoot an arrow there or come before it with a shield or cast up a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the way he shall return, and he shall not come into this city, declares the Lord, for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David, the city they're talking about, of course, Jerusalem. And there is the money line of the whole story, in my opinion, verse 34. Why is God going to save and defend this city? He's going to do it for his own sake and for the sake of his servant, David. You remember the Davidic covenant that God made a promise that he was going to establish the throne of David forever. And he is going to preserve Jerusalem. It's not going to be pretty because the Israelites are going to be exiled to Babylon. They're going to have to come back to Jerusalem, which is destroyed and rebuild it. But he is in the business of setting up this situation where Jesus Christ will come to the earth as the king of kings, the perfect king, the sacrificial king who will live in accordance with the righteous requirements of the law. He'll never sin. He'll live perfect and righteous in a way that no human ever can. And then he will die to pay a penalty for sin that humans have committed. And he'll rise on the third day. Where's all this going to happen? In Jerusalem, the city that that God is going to defend back here in Second Kings. And he's going to do this for his own glory and for his name. And because he made a promise to David, our God is in the business of keeping his promises. And so here's the good news for us. If you are a follower of Christ, if you trust Christ, John 1, 12 says, to all who believed him, to, re- to received him, believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We read in Galatians 3, 29, just the other day on the on the daily dose. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and you are heirs of God co-heirs with Christ, Paul says, according to the promise that was made. And so God is going to keep his promise to the people of Israel. That is why they're going to be delivered. Judah doesn't have a righteous king because they deserve a righteous king. Judah doesn't deserve a righteous king. Judah isn't going to win this battle against Sennacherib or turn him away because Hezekiah is a righteous king. The reason that Judah was given a righteous king by God and the reason that they're winning this battle is because God is advancing his redemptive plan because God, for his own name's sake and for the sake of his promise to David, the Davidic covenant, is going to see this through to completion. The good news for us, friends, is that you, if you trust Christ, are a covenant son or daughter of God. And God is going to see you and I through to completion. Just heard about a young guy that I know who's having a very difficult battle with cancer right now probably in the final stages. Way too young for something like this in a lot of people's minds. And this is a battle that he might lose in an earthly sense in the very near future. But, but he knows Christ and Christ is going to see this thing through to completion. He's going to be in eternity forever as a covenant son of God through faith in Christ. Guys, we're going to have some bad days. It'll be some good days. We're going to defeat Sennacherib once in a while. But there's going to be some bad days. But never, never forget that God is in the business of keeping his promises. He's in the business of keeping his covenant. And if you know Christ, the battle will be won, and we will celebrate in eternity. There's a great story of a confrontation between God and an enemy of God. And God, for his own name's sake, will prevail. His plans will advance